welcome back, everybody, to episode 14 of So Many Screens, a pop culture podcast brought to you by Wash Media. Joining me on the other line, as always, dialing in from the East Coast. She's been watching the same TikTok for four days straight. Cat <laughs> Pat, how are you doing tonight? Why is that so accurate? Like, <laughs> that is literally the most accurate thing I've ever heard. But I'm good. I'm good. Good. And we have a guest today. So I want to bring her in right off the bat. She's one of the, she's one of like the family members, right? She's been in the PGP brand apps, washed universe for a couple years now. But most importantly to me, selfishly, she's originally from the Bay Area and has recently moved to SoTal to work in the entertainment industry. Serena Therese, welcome to So Many Screens. Hey guys. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I have probably watched that TikTok 17 less times than Cat Pat. That's like the over under. <laughs> do you do you know the one we're talking about? Oh yeah, and I only know it because you posted it. Oh I my would God. not have. It, it's worth every. It's worth every cent of admission. So I I completely understand, but I can't I can't like bring myself to download the app and start doing what you do because it's just too much. Yeah. No, it is. Like, that's the only thing my brother and I have been texting about for the last, like, week. And Serena's even sending me, like, spin-off versions of it. And it's just, it's too much. It's too good. Da Vinci. That's the TikTok we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Da Vinci. It might be the title of this week's episode. Um, Really quick, like, and this is probably going to make me sound super stupid, but who are those two guys? Um... I don't well they're wrestlers like they're they're wrestler twin brothers but they just like went viral because they're such big idiots yeah perfect perfect love it Kat, have we figured out if they're like are they they're trolling right or are they really that i don't know i feel like they're not trolling i think they're really that stupid but they're definitely playing up the davinky thing i have to they better be selling merch like yesterday because it's it's incredible um, but we are not going to spend the next 40 minutes talking about TikTok or else I will be left out in the cold. <laughs> we are going to be talking today about the Netflix original movie, Enola Holmes, which dropped on Friday. Serena watched it, Kate watched it. This was Kate's idea. I had no idea about any of this, Kate. What appealed to it? What appealed so much about it to you? Well, I think the first thing was the cast. Mm -hmm. So we have Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill. And I'm obsessed with both of them. Well, actually, I'm more obsessed with Henry Cavill. So anything he's in, I will watch. But yeah, I thought it looked really good. It looked interesting. I've never really been into the Sherlock Holmes movies. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to give it a try. And I thought like this would be a popular movie a lot of people were watching. Yeah. As we taught, as we discussed off air, it was the number one movie on Netflix over the weekend. So it is right in so many screens as Wheelhouse. Serena, what was your like thought process going into this what did what did you have any preconceptions about the movie before we asked you to watch it with us um i mean i had seen the trailer and i was almost definitely going to watch it for the same reason i'm into the sherlock holmes universe but i haven't i haven't watched elementary i watched sherlock and i had to read a bunch of the stories in college so i came into it with like interest in that world but I didn't know that Enola Holmes was a book series at all until afterwards so that kind of shows where my where I fall in the spectrum of what I was expecting 
Yeah, I found that out as well. Enola Holmes is based on the first book in a series of books by the same name by Nancy Springer. They're more young adult novels, I think aimed at like 14 to 16 year olds, but there are five or six of them already and they're very popular. So based upon the positive feedback that uh, this film is getting, there is bound to be a sequel or two coming out. Let me do mm -hmm. some table setting before we dive into our opinions, what we thought of it. Noah Holmes, 2020 American mystery film. It centers upon the teenage sister of the already famous Sherlock Holmes. It was directed by Harry Bradbeer from a screenplay by Jack Thorne. Millie Bobby Brown stars as the title character. She also serves as a producer on the film. Millie Bobby Brown had read the books with her older sister Paige, and she immediately wanted to play the role of Enola, but she wasn't yet old enough to play the 16-year-old character. She later told her father that they should make it into a film, and they partnered with Legendary Pictures, who she had previously worked with on Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and she actually was the person who brought up with writer Jack Thorne, the screenwriter of the movie, she'd like to talk in first person. She'd like to break the fourth wall and, dis and address the camera. So that was a Millie Bobby Brown note, which I thought was really great and was a really great like, device throughout the, uh, the film. In April of this year, Netflix acquired the distribution rights to the film as opposed to a theatrical release by Warner Brothers Pictures due to COVID. And it was released this past Friday on Netflix. Um, thoughts? Kate, start us off. What did you think? Ooh, I really enjoyed it. I was I was pleasantly surprised because I don't really like, like I'm not into action-y, mystery, mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. But no, I really liked that she broke the fourth wall. I thought that was really interesting. And it wasn't very like heavy. It was very light, fun, but it kept me engaged. Like I was very intrigued. It's like, ooh, what's gonna happen? And that's, that can be rare for me sometimes because I have a short attention span. So I mean, I really liked it. I think she did a good job and everyone I've talked to really likes it. So I can definitely see there being a sequel. As evidenced by the last three movies we've done on so many screens, Kate is not a fan of violence. <laughs> so I was like, please pick a movie that like isn't going to blow up in our faces mid-episode. So I'm glad you picked this one. I enjoyed it too. I think the breaking the fourth wall thing really showed that like Millie Bobby Brown is charismatic a F she's 16 years mm -hmm. old and she carries herself like a really well-rounded mid twenties to early thirties, like actress, which is really incredible to see Serena. What did we think about this performance? what do you think about the movie in general? I also really enjoyed it. I thought it was light and cute. I will say the one thing that threw me off a little bit was I had seen a lot of the trailers. I don't know if you guys had. And from the trailers, I thought that the movie was going to be a little bit darker, like mm. still a family movie. But I thought I was getting into like the fourth Harry Potter movie. And mm. what I ended up getting was like Tintin, which was <laughs> which was great. Like, I love Tintin. I think it just took me like half an hour, 40 minutes to realize that's what I was in. Because I kept waiting for it to take like a darker turn. And there were these darker elements to it like what were all those bombs for but sure other than that it was largely like a light family fun movie and once i acclimated to that i found myself getting into it a lot more yeah um i think it's important to state before we move any further that we are going to be talking about spoilers for this movie it did come out this weekend so mm. if you haven't yet seen enola holmes hit pause watch the movie come back to your podcast feed and because we're going to be talking about everything that happened. So 
basically the the basic premise of the movie is that uh, Anola's brother, I'm sorry, Anola's mother disappears out of nowhere on her 16th birthday and her brothers Sherlock and Mycroft Holmes, two very very popular literary figures, decide to send her to a finishing school against her will and instead with the aid of her mother who has provided hidden funds and an elaborate cipher for her daughter to communicate with her, Anola runs away to London where she begins kind of setting the seeds for becoming like a junior detective or like basically like Sherlock Holmes, the kick-ass female version, right? Like she's she's yeah. trained in jujitsu. She's, she's badass. I, I was really impressed, honestly. Yeah. My question was, did you at any point think the mom was actually dead or like it was just a fun little game? Okay. I just, I didn't know if it, like maybe like cuz i thought you know oh she's definitely alive this is definitely just like a fun game for her but like i would have been very surprised if she was actually dead and that would be kind of interesting but no when you have an actress who was just nominated for an emmy we talked about this in our emmy's coverage last week helena bonham carter you don't when you have an actress of that caliber playing the mother she's not dead she's she's making an appearance later in the movie she's going to chew up some scenery um, and if she does die, she's gonna die on camera. Oh, if that's a great point, Helena Bonham Carter, a queen of death on camera. So, uh, great points. I, I like that. Um, any issues with the movie? Like, I, I, I really didn't. Um, it, I'll, I'll, I'll totally admit. This is, of course, Jr. Story Hour. Serena, you'll appreciate this. I had to drive from San Francisco to Palm Springs on Saturday. I had to move the rest of my stuff from my old apartment out it's usually about a seven seven and a half hour drive if i time it right and i got a flat tire halfway through so it ended up being a 12 hour fucking drive oh. which meant when i watched this movie last night i was dead i was just tired i was a little out of it so my note and that this is a roundabout way of saying i had real trouble like understanding people's names is that is that yeah. off base I think that's hard for me to answer because I am one of those I watch everything with subtitles Got people. Um, Same. Just yeah. because sometimes it, it's not even because I have, I mean, I have terrible hearing, but that's not why. It's because sometimes they put stuff in subtitles that's like whispered that you yeah. wouldn't hear otherwise. So yeah. I always keep them on in case there's something secret in there that I don't get to hear. So it's harder to, like, they do have bizarre names. So, like, Eudora and mm -hmm. Enola. So I could see if I didn't have subtitles on how that would be difficult. Well, yeah, her love interest, who's played by, well, not really love interest, just, like, her male companion, who, which has the seeds of the beginning of a love interest, played by Louis Partridge, his name is Tewksbury. And I, mm -hmm. three or four times, turned to my wife and was like, wait, what? what is his name? I don't understand why isn't his name something much more simple they could have gone with louis his actual name and it would have made just as much sense so that's probably the only thing i struggled with with this film yeah that makes sense his name because he had this whole long title too like yeah. lord of yeah. blah 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 tewksbury so yeah i i get that um i wish we could have seen some scenes with her mother and like the bomb situation, like you mentioned, like I wish we could have seen some of that. That would have been fun, but that was really my biggest problem. That was mine too. And then my other one, besides like, I felt like we didn't get the answer to what all those explosives were for. Like it was implied, 
but we never really saw what the plan was going to be. And then my one other, it's really tiny, was I didn't understand the motive for like, hmm, our mom's missing. We got to get rid of our sister. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point. That's great. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, they, like their priority is a little out of whack. They were like, we'll look for her, but really, you got to get the hell out of yourself. Yeah, like, hey, where are your gloves? Time to go to finishing school. Yeah. Like, I yeah. understood that they needed to get to that point, And maybe I also understand there's limited time. It was already a two hour movie, but it was just such a quick, like, they see her at the train station. They're like, hmm, where's mom? All right, get the fuck out. <laughs> That's a really good call. <laughs> I mean, the overall theme of this film, which is really refreshing to see, is like women's independence in a time when there was no independence for females. And that was partially I'm glad why we have another female guest on to discuss this. But uh, genuinely, like the uh, whatever. What is her mom's name? Euphoria. Sorry. Eudora. <laughs> Eudora. Thank you. It's not the HBO show. Um, Eudora is basically hammering into Anola's head since the beginning of her childhood is like, you can be whatever you want. Do not let anybody tell you what you have to be. And I think that's a really nice note. And she uses that throughout the rest of the film to kind of push off against these of the time like stereotypes that, oh, you have to wear a corset and a, whatever the hell it's called, a bustier and a fucking, what's the thing on the back with the hump? Bustle. Bustle. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> and and, she, yeah. and she, she basically like kind of owns it. She like, initially starts the movie dressed as a tomboy, but then realizes she can like blend in better by just dressing like a lady. And we have a really nice makeover scene, Kate, your favorite. Um, but underneath all that, her mom is like pushing these, these values while also maybe hinting at like a more sinister like motive, which is that like, I'm going to blow some fucking people up if women don't get the right to vote. And I think that was kind of cool. I do just want to point out about her like tomboy dress. And I'm sure can relate to this that's still better than i've dressed at all in the past six months <laughs> yeah so everything they're shitting no on same. her for i'm like <laughs> yeah i didn't when she got off the train i like didn't think she looked that bad and they were like oh i mean <laughs> isn't that because the they're supposed to be like like this and then like this and then like this i, I don't know i I'm, I'm doing a poor job obviously of describing it <laughs> for a podcast audience but if you're watching the youtube uh, feed. It's just like weren't women like shoved into these like horrible contraptions that made them look a certain way back then? Yeah, I think so. They're supposed to be uh, skinny with big hips and whatnot. What would it take both of you to wear one of those for the weekend? Like what would you then have to get and or like is it a cash amount? Is it like content? <laughs> <laughs> I would just like have to get a few, you know, some grams, some yeah. TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would probably do it for free though, like just to uh, for the memes. If I didn't have to sleep in it. True, truly, you are all about the content, Kate. I mean, there's just always you're, you're always. shameless, but it's it's great. <laughs> Serena, what about um, you? Yeah. Admittedly, I'm like an ex theater kid, so I've done it for like more mm. than a weekend for no money at all. So, like to relive it. I, I feel like my answer would be similar to Kate's. Like, it's super uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, But, you know, there's worse things. Totally. Um, yeah. 
There's also uglier costumes that I've been shoved into. So it's like at least the end result of that is like your waist looks tiny and your boobs look big and your hips look wide. So like it's if it's uncomfortable, at least it's also flattering. <laughs> but how so do you wine. breathe and or walk in one of those? Is it possible? I mean, I had to sing in them. So oh. I, th I, I think mm. that it has to do with how tightly you lace them. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's true. I mean, I wear a back brace sometimes, so it's like basically the same. <laughs> yeah, same, same, but different. <laughs> back brace is a corset to a uh, cat pat. Um, I wanted to bring this up. This is something that kind of bothered me a little bit because Sherlock Holmes, Sir Arthur Conan, Do Conan Doyle, like famous literary figure, has been written about for hundreds of years. The Sir Arthur Conan Doyle estate has like rules that they put on the Sherlock Holmes figure. He's only supposed to be written about in a certain way. He's only supposed to be referred in a certain way. Do you want to mm. put your earbud, earbud back in? <laughs> um, so I really was a little disappointed in the Henry Cavill like version of it. He was super reserved, super quiet. We didn't really get to see him do his thing. Now, granted, We've seen him do it in countless other, you know, forms of media, whether it's Sherlock on the BBC, but Benedict Cumberbatch, whether it's the guy uh, Pierce movies. But I would have liked to see an Enola Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, like team up scene where they are trying to figure something out together. Maybe she gets the best of him. Maybe he teaches her a few things and she shows him some things he didn't think of. I thought that was like kind of missing from the movie. I thought that that was good. like I have a note in here. Eight minutes in, I said eight minutes in, and I already know Enola is going to teach Sherlock a new way of looking at things, mm -hmm. and he'll be too rigid and by the book, and she'll be innovative and out of the box. So that's definitely where I thought it was going to go, and clearly I was wrong. But I did think that part of that was probably because the whole thing was about like women and women's independence. So mm -hmm. to have this like male figure who's already been the titular character of like so many so many things maybe True. that's why they wanted to depart from that but i do agree with you that their dynamic when they were on screen together was really nice like yeah. i could have plus mm. i love looking at henry cavill so mm. agreed i mean honestly i agree with that too he's probably <laughs> the most <laughs> just like classically handsome man in hollywood and uh yeah um yeah so i think that was missing i think that you know they show like flickers of emotion across his face when she's like crying to him she's like get me out of this boarding school i can help you but it it, it fell flat and, and maybe it's being set up for a sequel for which they've basically all but confirmed that there will be um yeah i was gonna say i could see them doing like a sherlock and Enola movie yeah definitely you know? yeah so they'll go to solve something maybe get into like a little sibling argument come back have a happy ending Yada, yada, yada. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it would have been nice if he were a little more in the movie. Like, I don't know. But I I, I liked him much better than the brother character, obviously. Yeah. Mycroft Holmes is always kind of like the idiot dunce. Not even an idiot. Just like the the foil to Sherlock Holmes' brilliance. And uh, mm. so playing him as like the overbearing kind of emotionally abusive older brother in this was good. Was good. He was, uh, you know kind of a motherfucker every time he was on screen. You're like, I hate this guy. Basically. What is, remind me, what is the mother's actress name? Helena, Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter. Carter. Yes. She's so typecast in everything. Like yeah. 
every movie she is in, she is the same character. I think she does a pretty good job, though, of like inhabiting this like really like chaotic, wild, independent energy. I, I, honestly, like I love her and everything she's in, and she was just most recently in The Crown, um, playing a little bit more of like a prim and proper uh, role. I didn't actually watch any of it; my wife did, but I, I just kept hearing about how good of a role she was doing. Did you did you watch The Crown at all, Serena? I think I watched the first season when it was still Claire Foy. That's her name, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not caught up at all in that show. But when Kate was talking about the cast, Helena Bonham Carter was one of the reasons I knew I was in for this movie. So Definitely. I should catch up on The Crown if for no other reason than to see her. Yeah, she's famously married to Tim Burton. She appears in literally every single one of his movies, including... Charlie the Chocolate Factory, Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shadows. There's about half a dozen more. Um, she's known for being pretty eccentric. And in this movie, she's kind of the eccentric mother character who teaches her daughter jujitsu instead of like, you know, table etiquette. But uh, it works. It definitely works. And uh, Millie Bobby Brown really works as an actress. She got this role when she was 14. She's playing a 16-year-old, which means she was probably 15, almost 16 when it came out, she's got this like, uh, this is might seem like a, a far left field uh, comparison, but young Tira Knightley is what she strikes me as in terms of her um, presence on screen and her maturity. You know, Tira Knightley was appearing in movies when she was like 14, 16 years old. I don't know how old she was in Pride and Prejudice, but she just has this like captivation about her. And the, the talking to the screen um, and uh, breaking the fourth wall kind of gimmick really works. It was like, oh, I'm actually seeing Millie Bobby Brown's personality as opposed to, you know, on Stranger Things when she's a mute, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it so crazy that we've been watching her, like, grow up since she were, what, 10, 11, maybe? It's just so weird. And how, like, when Stranger Things came out, was that three years ago? They were the most popular people in the world. And there is, like, no stretch of, like, exaggeration there. It was, like, they had to get, like... Their lives are forever ruined. Not ruined, but like forever changed because of uh, their fame. I don't know. That whole that whole hype kind of freaked me out. Yeah. I mean, like, how are they going to have another season? They're going to be so old. <laughs> yeah, fast like, forward, str maybe. Stranger Things, college years. <laughs> when didn't they all move away? Yeah. But yeah, like that's true. Will did move away at the end. But you know, well, you know that like darkness follows Will Byer as everywhere he goes. I'd love for it to be in Chicago. That's where he moved to. I'm wearing my Bears T-shirt right now. Like, do you, like just like some some monster taking over like the Windy City and them having to deal with it. I don't know. It's always going to be a small town show to me. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think it's supposed to come out like what next year. Yeah. If anything ever comes out again. <laughs> Anything else on Enola Holmes? I mean, we're, we're 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 definitely recommending it to the listeners of so many screens. I mean, watch this movie. Probably great to watch with a sniff or another. Even your kids. There's some pretty intense fight scenes where she's like, there, there's a guy trying to murder her for like half this movie. Not to give too much away, but that was a little not intense. But I was like, whoa, this is pretty, uh, you know, dark PG thirteen for me. You know what I was thinking. Never trust a man in a bowler hat. <laughs> you know? Like, I feel yeah. like every movie where there's a guy in a bowler hat, it's bad news. Like, good point. Willy Wonka, Enola Holmes. It's never good. Yeah. 
That's my very accurate. It truly is. I'm trying to think of some other ones. And he's not even Fudge and Harry Potter. There it is. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> it's not even like he has a name. He's just referred to as the man in the bowler hat who is like, at one point tries to stab her to death <laughs> in a in like a factory, which is super fucked up. Um, yeah. Any closing notes on Enola Holmes, Serena? I have like a couple questions that yes. I had through the film, and I wonder what your takes on them were. Did anyone else think like the whole time I was deciding if they were suggesting that? Um, Helena Bonham Carter's character was for women's suffrage or if she was like a lesbian or both. Mm -hmm. Did anyone else get the lesbian hit or is it just me being in Hollywood too long? I think everyone's gay. <laughs> no, I definitely did not think that. Sorry. But now that you mention it, like I guess I can maybe see it. I thought when she went to the tea shop, just because that was like her closest contact, that that was like maybe her lover. Um mm. And I didn't know if maybe they didn't pick it back up because at the end of the day, it is still like a PG-13 movie. And yeah. some people are of the school of thought. Like there really wasn't any, like they set up the romance between the Viscount and um, Enola, but it's not like they kissed or anything. Like it, romance wasn't a driving factor of mm -hmm. the movie also. But I have in my notes several times, like women's suffrage or lesbian? I think she's more of like a, a, a women's like radical, right? Like she wants more than mm. the right to vote. She wants women to like run the world, which let's be honest, I'm not going to say it isn't right, but like just probably at the time was a little more radical than uh, than current 2020 times. Um, the only thing I would have to say about that lesbian note is like she had three kids and her husband died and she never, not remarried, but like... I feel like if Hollywood wants to introduce the lesbian trope, you would introduce like a close female family friend, an aunt who was there a lot, or like a, a neighbor who uh, Helen Bonham Carter spent a lot of time with. I don't know. That's maybe just me reading too much into everything I've watched, though. No, I think it's a fair point. I think I probably had the note the first time that we saw her tea shop friend, who mm -hmm. is the jujitsu master, whose yeah. name I'm totally blanking on right now. And then once I like got the idea in my head, it it was just pervasive throughout totally. the film. But that's a good point. What other questions did you have? Um, let's see. I'm looking down my okay. Here's something, and this is like for everyone listening. When Enola goes and she's pretending to be a widow, she mm -hmm. goes by the name May Beatrice Posey. And I probably spent an hour last night trying to figure out if it was another anagram and nothing <laughs> turned up. Just if anyone else comes up with a, cause I think if it was an anagram, it would be a perfect anagram where all the letters go somewhere yeah. and I couldn't work it out. So if any of the so many screens listeners who are better at anagrams than I am, come up with one, hit me up cause I need to know. Yeah, there's this theme of puzzle solving throughout the entire film that's something her mom taught her at a very young age, and that's why her name, spelled backwards, is alone, because she will do very well on her own. And it's really interesting. I'm terrible at that shit. I did rot by my wife in Scrabble, and I, I, I don't understand <laughs> it because I'm a writer full-time. Like my whole, my whole world is words, and for some reason it's just like the literal like construction of words via letters. Can't do it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I'm average at anagrams at best. And that's probably like grossly misrepresenting my skill even then. Kate? Um, I'm like, okay. I used to have to do them on my, uh, this is a throwback, my 
leapfrog. <laughs> Like, whatever the more mature one than, like, the leap pad was, because I was very bad in school, and, like, one of the brain activities was anagrams, so I had to yeah. do them. And also, I watched a lot of Big Brother, as you know, and they do a <laughs> lot of anagrams, so <laughs> JR's like this fucking girl and Big Brother. <laughs> I mean, you bring I up have... Big Brother enough, and I tell stories about myself, so it's fair to take off. <laughs> I have a really funny Big Brother story for you that's totally off topic. Sure. Okay. Um, one time I was at the warehouse where they keep all of the stuff from all of the sets and I was like looking at furniture and stuff and I walked up to this really pretty couch. It was like this beautiful velvet blue couch and I'm like walking over to it and somebody's like, stop. And I thought they were going to tell me it was like an antique that like the queen of England had sat on. And he goes, that was on big brother. You don't want to touch it. <laughs> I wonder if it's the diary room couch. You guys are probably like, what the hell is that? No, they they have a diary room, like um, like a confessional, and it's always like a big velvet blue couch. So That's maybe so it was beautiful. I would do I would do a lot of things to be there. <laughs> but Serena, as you well know, as you and I know, most things you see on television are kind of shitty. Like most sets, when we like do like TV spots that like are in a kitchen, half the kitchen doesn't work. Half the kitchen is fake, and it's because you only need certain things to move certain ways, only certain angles on things. So uh, it, it is funny that like, you know, believe it or not, folks, not everything you see on TV is real. I know. Mm. It's, I, I forget that sometimes. <laughs> um, all right, Kate, any last words on Nola Holmes before we move on? No, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's a fun movie, a fun hang, if you will. Oh, yeah, um, yeah good, de good definitely word. watch it. Definitely watch it. It gets the cat pat stamp of approval. <laughs> The earbud falling out of Serena's <laughs> ear and her face afterwards. You guys gotta check out this episode on YouTube because it's a it's a good one. Um, okay, so moving on, I posed a very convoluted question to the both of you just this morning. So uh, apologies about the uh, quick turnaround on this, but so this film was you know basically a fictitious sibling of a famous person, and that famous person is. I guess Sherlock Holmes was a real person, but like his life has been turned into like a myth, essentially. So I asked the both of you to give some thought to if you could watch another movie about another fictitious sibling of a famous character, what would that be? And does that question make any sense? Yeah, makes okay. sense. Serena, you're a guest of honor. Why don't you start? I was really hoping Kate would start and then I could say, oh my God, I had the same exact thought. Um, so when you asked me, it, I think I must have had some reading comprehension issue because mm. I thought you were asking me to think of actual like canonical oh, siblings. Sure. And I, well, see my answer for that's even worse because I texted my boyfriend like, hey, can you think of any like siblings from anything ever? And his answers were like all things that aren't real. So um, <laughs> admittedly, I don't think I have. Oh, yeah. He said James Bond and Jimmy Bond. And then he <laughs> said Donnie Darko and Daniel Darko. So gotcha. he was gotcha. no help. That's, That's weird because I thought of Donnie Darko today, earlier too. That's yeah, super specific. <laughs> it is. Yeah. like It's not even close to Easter. There's no reason to be thinking of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the boyfriend like, uh, was no help, bond. as they usually are. Boyfriends aren't very good at this stuff. I mean, I'll just speak on behalf of, bo of boyfriends everywhere. Kate, what do you got for me? Okay. I also <laughs> misunderstood <laughs> the assignment at first. I was, and the first person that came to mind was so fucking random. I thought of 
the Regina George's little sister Kylie from Mean Girls, and she was only in the movie for like thirty seconds, and she's like dancing in front of the TV to Milkshake. But I was like, <laughs> a new generation of plastics. Where is she now? But then I thought of a better answer, and it is. Oh, sorry, I thought I lost you guys. Um, Barbie's younger sister Skipper, and I would like to see like. Skipper goes crazy, goes to college, gets knocked up, like kind of like lives a wild life. Everything that Barbie isn't, I want to see. In she's the anti-Barbie. Yeah, she's the anti-Barbie. Like, I just want to see her be like a total fuck up. And I think that'd be really entertaining. That's, first off, just for clarification for most people on the podcast, or at least for me, is Skipper an actual doll that like... Yes, I, I, yes, okay. she is her younger sister. Barbie gotcha. has a ton of siblings. I didn't know that until today. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um, so you want Skipper to like maybe get hooked on some like opioids <laughs> in college and like, yeah. you know, just you know, have like a real descent or something like that. She, she, she pulls yeah. out of it, like she, you know, she ends up being fine. She maybe has to call her older sister for some money, but. Exactly. That's Kate. That's Cat Pat's. I almost told you Kate Pate. Uh, that's Cat Pat's version <laughs> of uh, yeah. Famous Sisters. That's good. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I also had to Google like siblings in movies and TV because I I just could not think of a single like set of siblings. Um, before we get to my answer, another Barbie related question: Do either of you have either of you seen the official Barbie Instagram? No. I'm gonna though. <laughs> Serena pulls <laughs> out her phone. Um, it's something that my wife of all people like tells people about often because it's like, first off, you can tell they put like a team of like dozens of people into every post, Kate. Both of I'm my sure. both of my co-hosts are looking at their phones right now. And every post is super topical to like whatever is going on. Like it's a ton of Barbie wearing a mask right now, and it's a ton of Barbie like staying inside, and it's like really for lack you know for lack of a better way to describe it really well done and um i don't know when I, I i worked in the world of branding and social media and advertising when you see something like that and it's actually like tasteful and uses the platform right it's all from her point of view too she's like today i'm doing this and it's i don't know I, I, <laughs> hats off to you barbie social media team at mattel <laughs> you guys are doing the 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 good stuff yeah, I think Barbie's becoming more woke, which is definitely, good. Definitely. Mm. Hopefully more... a little less white too, but that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. All right. I got a I got a sibling for you. So I initially was playing around with like, it'd be funny to like see a movie about like Jesus's sibling or like maybe a, Mark Zuckerberg is a famously an only child. Like who, you know, what, imagine being like Mark Zuckerberg's older brother. And being like, my fucking little brother invented this, you know, that type of thing. That, that was always funny to me. But in my research and in some discussions I had, I remembered someone who is actually a famous sibling. So have, do either of you know about Doug Pitt? Mm -mm. No. Brad Pitt's <laughs> younger brother, Douglas Pitt, is nearly, if not more philanthropic, charitable, and wealthy as his brother. I don't know if it's his older brother or his younger brother. Hold on one second. Um, is he as pretty? He is not as pretty. But he is like a type, a guy who like grew up in Missouri. One of three. His brother. Hold on. I need to look this up to make sure it's it's right. 
His older brother is Brad Pitt. So he is the middle brother in the Pitt family. He has a younger sister, Julie. And this dude has like legitimately made a name for himself. Not because he is Brad Pitt's brother. That's probably partial. But like he started a computer company in 1991, which he sold and made a ton of uh, profit and money off of. Then went to East Africa to work on like water salvation and like getting basically clean water to kids in Africa. He now has a $100 million charity in Missouri, basically giving homes to kids who are homeless in Missouri. And he does all of this while pretty much staying out of the limelight, while pretty much not associate, not, 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 not associate himself with his brother, but by not like capitalizing on his brother's name and has like killed it essentially. Uh, the only reason I know of him is because he starred in two very, very funny commercials in which he basically plays off the fact that like I'm Brad Pitt's boring brother, Doug. <laughs> and they were commercials for Virgin Mobile and then a really small brewing company in their home state called Mother's Brewing Company. Now, Serena, you know uh, the end of Seven where Brad Pitt's streaming What's in the Box? Mm-hmm. His brother Perry parodies this in this commercial for this brewing company where like someone delivers like a case of beer to him and he's like, what's in the box? And it's so <laughs> fucking funny. Everyone go on YouTube it right now. Doug Pitt, what's in the box? I guarantee you it'll make your day. So that's a famous sibling who's like actually not a fuck up, which I, I really liked. I really liked seeing. That's like the perfect every guy name too. Doug? Doug. <laughs> yeah. Doug, Doug and Brad. Like, yeah like it just like it's so fitting yeah and you just you hear about so many siblings that really screw are really screwed up when they're when their older sibling or younger sibling becomes super famous i know you know dane cook is really aging me but dane cook's brother like stole hundreds of millions of dollars from him and is like in federal prison it's like there's there's really sad stories like that where families are ruined because of one person's fame not the pits damn i always forget that elizabeth olsen is Mary Kate and Ashley's sister. I think she wants you to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Like she is much more, well, not much more, but she's very relevant nowadays. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just like, you know, falling yeah. behind. They're doing the fashion thing now, but yeah. WandaVision comes out on Disney Plus, I think either in the winter or early mm. next year. I mean, that's going to be super trippy. She's in Wind River. She's like, she's made quite the career for herself in cinema. Well, let's be honest, her older sisters were really more like straight to VHS, like, well, I'm, 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 I'm forgetting the, the one movie where they, uh, the wedding movie, Mary-Kate and Ashley. It Takes Two? Is that aging? Yes. No, no, that's a good one. It Takes Two is dad. Awesome. Is that what it's called? It Takes Two, when they're like really little. Yeah. Yes. It's a good um, one, Billboard Dad, Passport to Paris. Yep, mm. correct. But th- I mean, what I'm saying is those were like small screen movies. Those were like straight to right. VHS. Those weren't fucking Infinity War, which <laughs> is what her, her sister is in. <laughs> I also think they've come out and said that they didn't really want fame. Like they were child actors, sure. so they didn't really get like a say in yeah. being in the industry. And that they, I mean, it's really easy to say like in hindsight when something went sour that like you didn't want any part in it. But it's also like they weren't really given a choice. And it seems like... Elizabeth is more um, like directed, like she wants to be there. Totally. If that makes yeah. sense. No, that's a great observation. Yeah. I 
I never like was one of these people who's like, oh, I I hate the Olsen twins, you know. And there are a lot of like, you know, probably like wound up dudes who are like, oh, they're the worst. And it's like I don't know, like you know, they they've really made a fucking name for themselves off of like what was started as like a small TV role. Well, and I don't know. I'm sure like Kate has had the same experience because we're about the same age. But like they were such a, like I had all of those VHS tapes with yeah. all of their like detective movie like, and it was like a family <laughs> event when one would come out. My sister and I would watch them, and it was a big deal. Oh my god, I had so many of them, and the ones I didn't have, I would go and rent from the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, or well, at Blockbuster. Yeah, rent from the grocery store, like from Redbox. No, like you guys didn't have a movie rental section in your grocery stores. <laughs> that must okay. be a... this is really sad. I'm sorry to hear this. You this must be movie? like a upstate <laughs> New York thing. Well, I don't know. Okay, if anyone is from upstate New York and you've rented a movie at your local grocery store, mine specifically was Hannaford. That'd be like how my dad would bribe me to go. This is really pathetic. <laughs> I don't I know if you even had a blockbuster. No, no. There's like a counter. You could pick out your movie. I would rent video games. Um, yeah, that's okay. really weird. I'm sorry. We just had Blockbuster. Yeah, same. I, we, I, see, I don't think we like had, we maybe had one, but we had a, a lot of like independent video rental places. Sure. So. Yeah, sure. we had anyway, the lesser known yeah. Hollywood video. Yeah. That was the thing. Oh, we had those. We had Hollywood, mm, for sure. Yeah. We had Mr. Video, Hollywood. But yeah, anyway, um, I, yeah, I would rent all of those and I've seen all of them and have all the books and like the clothes that they had at Walmart, everything. everything. So would you rent the movie and then go to like get some popcorn and then like some paper towels or something too? Like, would you just put, it'd just be like a whole trip. You did everything you need for movie night. I don't remember. I think like my dad would go do a lap and I would like stay in the movie section. Gotcha. Gotcha. But like okay. I would always rent my Nintendo games from there if I didn't have them already. So perfect. <laughs> um, okay, so that was that siblings. It kind of works. I mean, whatever. <laughs> we'll uh we'll wrap up the episode this week. Uh Serena, thank you so much for joining us. What are you currently like watching? What are you digging? What's some recommendations you can give to the audience? Uh you gotta be watching something that Tate and I aren't. Um, so right now I am watching Lovecraft Country as it airs on mm -hmm. HBO, um, which I've been really enjoying. And I just finished, I just texted Kate. Kate gets a lot of like, I'm up and hoping that she's awake and she'll get like seven texts in a row about something I'm really upset about. Mm -hmm. Or like 17 TikToks that are parodies of Da Vinci. Um, <laughs> that was yesterday. But um, I just finished Ratched, um, mm. that Netflix series with Sarah Paulson. The, it's another Ryan Murphy. And I admittedly was never a big American Horror Story fan. It was just too much... I don't, I wouldn't say like Kate said she dislikes violence. I dislike gratuitous violence. And that was a lot of what AHS was. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Ratchet. I wasn't thrilled with how it ended. And if you guys ever talk about it on this show, I already told Kate that I'm inviting myself back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would recommend watching it though, because it's interesting. Um, I'm rewatching Succession because I need that kind of joy in Definitely. my life right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like flirting with the idea of rewatching Mindhunter, but um, I just like, I finished it recently for the first time. And I don't know if it's too soon to go back or if I need to be thinking about serial killers when the world is so dismal, but it's <laughs> definitely very like, it 
if you haven't watched it, I would recommend it because it will definitely capture and command your full attention, which is it's kind of nice to throw yourself into something. It sounds like an incredible stretch to say you have to watch the second half of season two of Mindhunter, but it goes from like a, hey, every week we're going to interview a new serial killer and learn a little bit more about them to a full-on manhunt for one of the worst serial killings in like Georgia history. And like that's with still that, unsolved. Still, that's still unsolved with like that world of um, Jonathan Groff and I forget the other actor's name, like figuring out like a system and figuring out like a program for it. It's some of the best television I've ever seen. And so I completely echo Serena's uh, recommendation. Watch Mindhunter if you haven't yet. Season two. Well, and last thing to tie into it, just because everything is connected. Mindhunter is directed by David Fincher, who directed Mm -hmm. Fight Club, which was Mm -hmm. one of Helena Bonham Carter's Mm -hmm. breakout roles. So we are. everything's connected. Yeah. Um, and really quick to ratchet that came out the same day as Nola Holmes. If you watch the whole thing, how many episodes was it? Eight. Wow. <laughs> Big weekend inside for Serena. <laughs> no, no, it came out a week. I walked cause I was watching it last week. Okay. I'm I sorry. swear. I, I mean, I still watched it pretty fast, but like, sorry for I trying to pigeonhole you into like, you didn't do anything this weekend. Yeah, what is it about? So did you ever see One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Mm-hmm. So Nurse Ratched is that um, really awful, rigid nurse. And it's supposedly her origin story. Without giving too much away, I'll say there's not a whole lot of origin. anything canonical sure. in it. That's her origin story. But it's definitely interesting television. And in the first six episodes, makes a lot of really interesting points about mental illness. They kind of blow a lot of that away in the last two episodes. But I I would still say it's worth watching. I just, I need one of you or somebody out there to tell me that they've watched it so I can discuss how upset I am with certain aspects of the ending. Okay. Um, I know that parts of it were filmed in Big Sur, California, where I got married. So I have a special uh, love, love fest, love relationship with that. Um, Kate, I will say it is pretty, it is pretty violent. It's not as violent as American Horror Story, but it. Th- this isn't giving anything away because I think you can guess anything about a psych ward in the fifties. There's a lot of lobotomies going on, like Ooh. a lot. Nice. And, I mean, it's not that I, yeah, it's not. It's not that I don't like violence. I just like, I don't know, something about like the action genre. Just it doesn't pique my interest. Yeah. I don't know. As evidenced by the three action movies we've done on this podcast. (laughs) True. Kate, what are you watching? I am currently watching season two of Pen15, which just came out like last week, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm on episode four or five right now. It's pretty good. I think the first season was funnier in my opinion, but this season definitely seems to be a little darker with more like adult themes. Like there's like divorce um they're talking they're getting made fun of more for things i don't want to give away um there's an episode where they're pretending to be witches and like they get sent (laughs) to the principal's office i mean it's really funny but yeah i I think the first season was maybe a little better but i'm still like early on so we'll see but if you guys have not seen pen 15 yet you must watch it We've talked about Pen15 before on the pod. I've talked about Ted Lasso, like, ad nauseum on Twitter and on this. But, like, again, if you're looking for something heartwarming and different, check out Ted Lasso on Apple+. Plus. Jason Sudeikis, real, like, 
just delivers a real, just different performance from him and uh, really subverts expectations. I'm, I think I'm going to try to get our good friend Will DeFreeze on to talk about it uh, in a future episode of So Many Screens because we both love the show so much. Other than that, um, the Real Bros of Simi Valley just had their season three uh, yes. finale. Are you a Real Bros fan? Yeah, but I'm not caught up. Oh, God. Uh, guys, if you want something that'll just make you cry laughing, watch the first season on YouTube. It's on Jimmy Tatro's YouTube channel. The rest is on Facebook Watch. Just an incredible cast of like ex-Vine stars, YouTube personalities, and like, you know, uh, digital one-hit wonders. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's about it. I'm uh, plowing through the OC, which I'd never seen before. We're like halfway through season two. It's starting to get real fucking like... Okay. This, like, yeah. And I heard, and everyone had told me this. They were like, somewhere mid-season two, it really drops off. And I'm, so I'm, I'm thinking about abandoning it. But uh, that's it for us this week on So Many Screens. Serena, thank you so much. Her earphone just fell out again. <laughs> um, yes, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, it's my favorite thing to talk about. And it's even more fun to talk about with people I like to talk to. So. Absolutely. We'd like talking to you. We'll definitely try to have you back maybe when we watch Ratchet. Where can the good listeners of So Many Screens follow you? Um, I am at Serena underscore Therese on everything. That's T-H-E-R-E-S-E, three E's, non-consecutive. <laughs> Give us a follow. Give the So Many Screens accounts at So Many Screens, IG, Twitter. Kate does a great job there. I don't do as good of a job, but I, I pop in every once in a while. Your Twitter account is funny. What, uh, there's you. so many screens? Yeah, I mean, you as well, JR, but like, topically, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so hey. many screens, Twitter account <laughs> makes me laugh. Uh, Literally, the other day, the other day, all I tweeted was Henry Cavill, and that yeah. was it. <laughs> I think I liked tweet. it. That's the tweet. Probably. I mean, that, yeah, that's it. There was no other context. Um, yeah, give us a follow, rate, review, obviously, subscribe, tell a friend, and yeah. Big That's feedback too, guys. Send us some feedback. Yeah. And if you want to send it to me, like if, you know, if, if there's stuff you're liking, stuff you're not liking or uh, anything we can do to improve the show, slide in my DMs. I don't mind. At JR will do it on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Thanks guys. Thank you.